Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we are going behind the scenes of successful people, people who have reached their goals. And the reason we're doing this is because I think many of us have a tendency to look at those who make great progress, who crush big goals, and assume that they have something we just don't have. They have a level of motivation we don't have. They have a skill set we don't have. They have a work ethic we don't have. And it's not true. It's just not true. I understand that it sometimes makes us feel better to think that way because then we don't have to say, they're just doing more than I'm willing to do than I've done in the past. They're further down a path than you are, but you have everything that they have. You might not be utilizing it, You might not be using it to your advantage, but there is nothing that they have that you don't have beyond more practice. That's it. More practice. It's not some special skill. It's not some superhuman strength. It's an attitude, maybe a perspective that you don't have that allows them to practice more consistently. There's a Nietzsche quote that I think really sums this up, and it says, with everything perfect... We do not ask how it came to be. Instead, we rejoice in the fact as though it came out of the ground by magic. So when we see somebody who has something we don't have, who's done something we haven't done, we don't say, geez, what did they do to get there? Instead, we just think, wow, they they have something really special, like it was some miraculous thing, some special gift, instead of, What hard work did they do? For how long did they do it? What obstacles did they overcome that maybe I have not yet overcome? When we see maybe really fit people on Facebook or Instagram, or when we see athletes or people who financially have achieved a level of success that we aspire to, or even when people hear what I eat at the end of the podcast segment, oh, well, Elizabeth must have some superhuman discipline. No, I don't. I just have practice, right? We prefer to think that somebody else is just lucky or blessed or gifted, and we tell ourselves we aren't like them. We don't have that. And I think the reason we do that is because it protects us. It protects our ego from saying, I haven't done the work. I could and I can, but I'm not, and I haven't. One of the quotes I share with many of my fat loss fast track clients is, can't lives on won't street. Can't lives on won't street. When we say that we can't do something, what we're really saying is that we won't do something. 
If we say, oh, I can't stop eating emotionally, what that really means is I won't invest the time and energy in changing my behavior. I won't do the hard work necessary to change this habit that I have. If we say, I can't lose weight, it really means I won't do the work to get consistent. I won't do the work to stop making excuses. I won't do the work to embrace a never quit attitude. You can. Maybe you aren't, but you can. So today I want to spend a few minutes looking at the differences between people who have reached their goals or are crushing the pursuit of their goals and those of us who maybe aren't or haven't. I want to point out primarily differences in the way they think about hard situations, temptations, or setbacks, because maybe we've convinced ourselves that they don't face temptation, that they don't struggle, that they don't have setbacks, that it's just easier for them. And that's not true. They do have hard times. It's not always easy. They don't have superhuman motivation and self-discipline, but they think and act differently. So let's take a look at how they think and act at the same types of situations that we really struggle with, how do they handle them? The things that throw us off, why don't they throw them off? What are things that trigger you to make excuses or exceptions or throw in the towel and how do they respond to those kinds of things? Because when you know, you can begin to practice and you're not gonna nail it right out of the, get, right out of the gate. Successful people don't either. They practice, they try. They're still practicing and trying without perfection. They aren't perfect. You aren't either, nor do either of you need to be. But what we can do is look at how we can adjust the way we think and act to get the results that matter to us. Let me start by making a blanket statement about perspective. People who reach their goals, people who are making progress towards their goals, they take personal responsibility for their choices. That seems really obvious, but very few of us do it consistently. They take personal responsibility for their choices. Don't just, oh yeah, 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 personal responsibility and then don't do it, right? They don't blame their choices on their stressful job or their spouse or their kids or their lack of time. They might have a very stressful job. They might have an unsupportive spouse or partner. They might have a bunch of kids with chaotic schedules and lots of treats in the house. They might not have much time. But for better or for worse, they understand and accept that they are in control of their choices. They control what they put in their mouth. Nobody else has control over that. They control what they prioritize. Their priorities aren't established by their work or how they're feeling at a given moment. They drive the bus. They own their choices. They are the leaders of themselves. And a simple way to begin to think this way is to pay attention to when your mind wanders and pay attention to when you find yourself consciously or subconsciously, pay attention to when you find yourself blaming other things or other people. When maybe somebody brought treats into work and how hard that is, or maybe Halloween candy is all over your house and how hard that is, or maybe you have to work late. When you find your mind drifting to those things and you start to use anything outside of yourself, any outside circumstance to justify a choice that you wouldn't feel great about afterwards, I want you to tell yourself, instead of following that thought of like, oh my gosh, they brought candy again. What the heck? There's candy everywhere. There's Halloween candy. There's this, there's that. Oh my goodness, I have no time. I'm so stressed out. 
redirect to, hey, you know what? Make it really matter of fact. You know what? I'm in control of my choices. I know that I have a tendency to focus on everything outside my control. I am in control of my choices. I control what I choose to do. I choose what I eat. I choose how to respond. I'm in control of those things and I don't blame others. I take full responsibility for my choices. I'm the only one choosing. This takes practice, right? It's establishing a new way of thinking. And we do that via practice. We do that by catching ourselves in those moments when we're blaming other things or other people or outside circumstances. And we just go back to that very simple thing. Hey, I'm in control of my choices. I'm in control of what I focus on. I'm the only one controlling what goes in my mouth and how much and when. It takes practice shifting the blame to from other people to taking full responsibility for everything you choose to do. Let's take a look at how successful people respond to temptation. And this is a huge shift for me personally because I used to focus on the temptation and they were all around me. And because I was focusing on them, it seems like I saw them where maybe I wouldn't have otherwise if I wasn't so focused on it. Oh my God, those cookies look so good. Candy corn, I love candy corn. I can smell it through the bag. Oh, this little bit isn't gonna make a big difference and I can be super strict tomorrow. I focused on the temptation and then I started thinking about how I could justify it. My full focus was on that temptation. Successful people though, people that are really crushing their goals or maybe they've reached their goals, they've overcome some setback, whether the temptation is food or breaking a promise to oneself, successful people focus on the bigger picture. Maybe you're in the habit, like I was, of zooming in on the temptation itself, getting this laser focus on that thing that you want. But people who are successful, they don't have that zoom in mentality. They have a zoom out mentality, right? They'll compare the temptation, what they want right now in this moment, to what they want most. It's not that the temptation doesn't appeal to them. They're human too. Sometimes we think like, oh my gosh, how are they not tempted by that? Who said they aren't tempted by it? The difference is you zoom in on the temptation and focus on that thing and how you can justify it and how much it would suck to say no. They zoom out and they compare what they want right now to what they want most. Instead of Locking in on, zooming in on what they want now, they shift that attention. What do I want most? When we zoom in on what we want now, whether that's sleeping in, getting a biscuit at the drive-thru, eating a cookie that was offered to you, having a second glass of wine, when we zoom in on that, it's always very appealing. It's going to be more appealing than saying no. You will have more pleasure in the moment if you say yes to that temptation than if you say no. But people who are successful, they don't zoom in on that. They understand that there are two sides of the coin. There's what they want most and there's what they want now, right? And it's not enough to just know that there are two sides of the coin. You have to bring your attention to that in the moment. Yes, I see this temptation. Yes, I want it right now. What else do I want? What's the alternative? If I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? What is more valuable to me? And this is something, guys, that you build with practice, with practice, consistent effort applied towards reframing your perspective. It's not a one and done thing. It's not a decision made and then poof, you've mastered it. I recorded a video 
for my new fat loss fast track clients the other day because there was lots of questions coming in about things that are hard. I'm really having a hard time journaling. I can't remember to say my affirmations, things like that. And my question to them is, how consistently are you practicing? How much effort are you investing in your practice? What does your practice look like? Are you even trying? How hard are you trying? How consistently are you trying? If you're not getting out what you want from something, if you're not getting out of it what you hope to, what you desire to, hey, put more into it. Instead of throwing a hissy fit about, I'm not, it's not getting enough results, it's not going fast enough, it's not getting easier, it's hard, I'm not seeing the results that I want. Try putting more into it. When my clients are struggling with their affirmations, oh, they're not helping, they don't feel right, I can't remember them, I I go through the day and I forget about them. What are you putting into it? If you want to get more out of it, put more into it. If you want to change your perspective on temptation, you have to practice it consistently daily. If you aren't getting the results you want, don't just huff and puff and pout about the strategy. Put more into it. In everything, you will get out of it what you put into it. So when you put more effort in, you'll get more results out, right? If you aren't seeing the progress you want, ask yourself, how frequently do I practice? And how much effort am I putting into my practice? If you want to get more out of it, put more into it. Do successful people ever struggle with a lack of motivation and what do they do on the days that they just don't feel like it, when they're feeling kind of blah? Sometimes we think that's just us. We just wake up and we're just not into it. We don't want to do the work. We don't want to try. Well, guess what? Successful people feel that way too. They just respond to it differently. We all have those days, whether we're making progress or we're not. They have them. They respond to them differently. And I think most of it comes down to focus. I know for me, when I'm struggling, when I'm not making progress, and I see this in my clients too, when they're struggling, when they aren't making progress, You can't settle for the lack of motivation, right? I'm not going to say, oh, I'm just having kind of a blah day. No, I'm going to say, I'm having kind of a blah day. What can I do to turn it around? When my clients are struggling, if they settle for their lack of motivation, if they just accept it, resign to it, surrender to it, if they become a victim of that circumstance, then they stay there. But successful people feel that and they do something about it. They understand that it's not just their lot in life for the day to not be motivated. They say, what can I do about it? They acknowledge the lack of motivation, but they're not stricken by it. They're not a victim of it. They see and they say, okay, this is a challenge I can overcome. This is a problem I can solve. What can I do to get motivated? What can I do to get focused? This isn't something I have to accept. It's something I control. I'm not going to have a pity party. I am going to actively choose to generate motivation or harness my focus. Now the how, okay, how do you do that? It depends on the individual because every person is going to respond to different strategies differently, right? Some people get motivation by taking action. I know I don't want to, but I'm going to take the first step and that's going to get me into the rhythm where I'm moving forward. Other people 
really get motivated or focused by reviewing their goals, sitting down and writing about them, reading them out loud, thinking about why they're important. Other people generate motivation or harness their focus with music or meditation or prayer or their affirmations. Maybe by reading a book that jars them to motivation and focus and encourages and inspires them or podcasts. The how isn't as important as the mindset of not accepting a lack of motivation, the mindset of not being a victim of how you feel, but understanding I can change this. And if I want to be successful, I will change this and I will change it now. The mindset of acknowledging that you have the power to change how you're feeling and then doing it, not being a victim of how you're feeling in any given moment. We all feel blah sometimes. We all feel not motivated sometimes. But the difference is successful people say, I know I can change this and I'm going to do that right now. And unsuccessful people just sort of settle into it, resign to it and become a victim of it. Now, what about when things don't go according to plan? Do successful people just never have setbacks, never have failures? Of course they do. And it's kind of like what I talked about in terms of zooming into temptation, really fixating on temptation. That doesn't work. Successful people, when they encounter a setback or they experience a failure, they're not going to zoom in on and focus exclusively on what went wrong. Then we feel defeated. Then we feel not good enough. Instead, they're going to focus on what they can change, what they can learn. They're not going to beat themselves up and have a pity party because something didn't go well. Hello, welcome to the human experience. Things aren't always going to go well. Successful people say, okay, so this happened. Where's the lesson? Where do I have room for improvement? What contributed to this setback? And how can I adjust based on that? They are seeking. They are not settling. They are seeking. They are not settling. They aren't settling for the lack of result. They're seeking the next step. They are not settling for less than what they want. They're searching out what is next, how they can be better. Are you settling? It's time to start seeking. And this requires honesty without excuses. It requires personal ownership. Remember, I started out with that paradigm that you can either blame people and things or you can understand, accept, acknowledge, and embrace the fact that you are totally in control of your choices. You're not in control of everything that happens around you, but you are in control of the choices that you make. And so much of this is a mindset shift that is required to change your actions, your choices in a way that's going to move you forward. I tell, and I think I told this on uh, one of my Fat Loss Fast Track webinars, gosh, probably six months ago or so. Maybe I've said it on the podcast, but there's a story about a sailor, and it's a powerful story. It's about this brand new sailor on a ship. He's the new guy. He's the rookie, and it's his first excursion out to sea on this big ship, and go figure, they run into a terrible storm, right? So the captain tells the new guy, hey, You're the one that's got to go up on the highest mast to adjust the sail. Sorry, Charlie. I know there's a storm, but you're the rookie, so head on up. The water was so rough, and the highest mast was so tall. And this young guy, this rookie sailor, begins to climb, and the ship is being tossed around on the violent water. And on his way up, he looks down, and he sees the boat being tossed around by the sea, and he sees the choppy water coming up over the bow of the ship. 
And when he's focused on all that instability, he starts to lose his balance. And the experienced sailors down below on the deck, they're watching him and they look up and they see this guy is about to fall and they start shouting up to him, look up, look up. And thankfully he listens, he can hear them through the storm and he looks up and the sky is still. What's ahead of him is calm. What's behind him is chaos. And when he focuses on the chaos and all of the movement, he's unstable and he loses his balance. But when he looks up, when he takes his eyes off all of the moving parts and focuses on where he's going, he regains his balance. You must look up. You must not focus on the chaos behind you, but focus on the stability you can create with your choices. Not on the chaos or the drama or the uncertainty behind you. Look up. Turn stop signs into starting lines. Things that would have stopped you in the past, let them be your new beginning. No matter what has happened before, no matter what has stopped you in the past, I can move forward. I was listening to a podcast the other day with the um, football legend, uh, former coach Lou Holtz. And he says one of the things he would focus on in games is that, you know, we don't need some big, huge Hail Mary play. We need a first down. That's it. We don't need to win the game with this superhero play that's going to be on all the highlight reels for months and months. No, we just need a first down. And so many times we're looking for this perfect plan, the Hail Mary, right? The instant result. You just need a first down, right? Turn your stop signs into starting lines. Get going. It's about the next best step you can take. Look up. Look forward. Acknowledge, embrace, and practice the fact that you and only you are in control of your choices at all times, no matter what. What you put into this journey will determine what you get out of it. So up your effort, up your attitude, try harder, be more consistent, stop making excuses. Don't fragment your focus on the perfect plan. Pick one thing and do it well and do it every day. And when you run into an obstacle, say, what can I learn here? This isn't a failure. This is an opportunity to not stop, but to move forward. This is something I can practice so that I build resilience so that I stop quitting, so that I'm not that person that has more excuses than reasons. I have an infinite number of reasons because every barrier leads me to say, what can I do? And there's always an answer to that question. What you put into it will determine what you get out of it. So put more into it. What I ate yesterday, I had a delicious breakfast yesterday, all from the farmer's market. I made a scramble for breakfast of kale and chorizo and eggs and mushrooms, all from the farmer's market, and they were so good. I had a handful of macadamias later in the day. Lunch was a caprese salad with grilled chicken, so tomatoes, mozzarella, and some grilled chicken and basil and um, balsamic vinegar. And then I had a huge plate of cauliflower rice with lime and cilantro and some steak for dinner. So that is what I ate yesterday. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back again with a new one soon. New episodes come out for those of you that are new every single Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I'll chat with you guys soon. I hope you have an awesome day and stay focused on all you can do. Take care. 
Are you ready to move beyond listening and learning and really change your life? Really live into your highest potential instead of just wishing for it and hoping something clicks? I want to do that with you. And that's why this fall, I'm hosting the first ever Primal Potential Women's Transformation Weekend, Ascend, in downtown Nashville, Tennessee, November 3rd through the 5th. It will be a small group, but you can get your ticket and learn all the details at primalpotential.com forward slash ascend or by listening to episode 203 of the Primal Potential podcast. Here's what I know. Ascend will change your life, and I would love to have you join me. See you this fall.